us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be unto all. And to your spirit. All readings from the Holy Gospel according to the Evangelist St. Luke. Glory to thee, O Lord. Let us attend. At that time Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before, and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Glory In our epistle today, the Apostle Paul encourages Timothy and says to him that he should be an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Those are beautiful aspects of life. Faith, purity, love. A Christian society is based on those things that are so precious but so often despised among men. It's amazing the order that exists, and I think it's best exemplified in the body of Christ in the church, how all this works out. How Christianity, when practiced, when there's examples of Christianity, takes a whole society of people and elevates them. It elevates them. It's a beautiful thing when we follow what the Lord teaches, and we're really, truly examples. Well, today we see Jesus again entering and passing through a city. It's interesting to reflect upon the fact that Jesus always seems to be in the Gospels in motion. He goes from here, and he goes to there, and he goes up, and he goes down, and he goes sideways, he gets in boats, he goes all over the place. Why was he always doing this? Why was he always in motion? Because he was out on mission. His mission was stated clearly in the last verse of today's Gospel. Jesus is out to seek and to save 
to seek and to save that which was lost. And so it was that on his journey today, he went down and he descended. The idea of coming down from glory and descending into the realm of man is there. He goes down low to Jericho, and there he meets a man, a man whose name is Zacchaeus, which means in Hebrew, pure and righteous. How ironic. This man, Zacchaeus, whom we're about to hear about, he was a sinner, had a name that meant pure and righteous. Often names are prophetic, aren't they? Well, Zacchaeus stood there. He was a man who was chief among the publicans. Publicans were men that collected taxes for the empire, for the government. And in doing so, they enriched themselves. They were given the right basically to extort. It was like legal extortion to go out and threaten people with their lives as they didn't pay and to get as much as they possibly could. And what they didn't give to the government, they kept for themselves. Well, Zacchaeus was actually kind of blessed in a way because Jericho, where he lived, was a rich town. There was processing of balsam there, which was like a spice and also used in various things like for glue. And it was very wealthy in that town at that time. And so being the tax collector there, not only the tax collector, but the chief of many tax collectors in this whole district had made him very rich. He was a very good extorter. He'd been able to take things dishonestly from people and twist their arms, if you will, to get as much possible money as he could for himself and then to pass on the rest. It was a terrible job that he had, and it called for terrible techniques, I guess. And so he'd embraced those things, and it'd become very rich, it says in the scripture. He was a wealthy man, Zacchaeus, a very wealthy man. But something had been working in his life. As he'd gone through his journey of collecting more and more earthly goods and more and more wealth and more and more power as a result of his wealth, something inside of him was missing. And he'd heard about Jesus. And something about Jesus attracted Zacchaeus. There was something in him that was lacking that he sought to have it filled. And it wasn't something that he could fill with all the money that he could have. He couldn't fill that hole somewhere in his heart. You see, the Holy Spirit was working on Zacchaeus to draw him to something greater than himself and something out of this world. And something in Zacchaeus resonated with God's call. He was excited to go see Jesus. And it says because of the press, there were so many people thronging to see Jesus. Thousands upon thousands of people. Everyone was there to see this man about whom they'd heard. But Zacchaeus, being little of stature, couldn't see Jesus. He was so anxious to see Jesus that he ran like a child, like a little child anxious to behold something great. And he ran and he ascended into a tree which hung over the path and the way in which Jesus was to pass was depicted on the icon before us in the center of the church today. And there Zacchaeus sat in the tree waiting to see the Lord, anxiously awaiting to see the Lord responding to this call of God in his heart to find something greater. The mystery of the Trinity is something which we'll never quite understand fully, but this we can understand, that the Holy Spirit is sent by the Son. He, he proceeds from the Father, and the Father sent the Son begotten into the world. The Trinity witnesses of itself, within itself, like a vortex, trying to draw men into a place where they can receive the blessings of God salvation. 
both now and in this world to come. And Zacchaeus was on the top of that spinning where the Holy Spirit was drawing him down to Christ. And he sat there and looked down and saw the Lord. I don't know what his expectations were. I don't think he had much in the way of expectations. He was just excited to just see and catch a glimpse of Jesus. But it says this, when Jesus came to the place, Jesus looked up. When Jesus journeyed, my brothers and sisters, he knew everything that was going to happen. He knew every single person he was going to meet. He knew inside of their hearts where they stood. And so it was no mystery to Jesus that Zacchaeus hung on a weird place for a tax collector over his head. And Jesus looked up and saw him and said unto him, Pure one, righteous one, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down to me. For he says, Today I must, today I must abide at thy house. Jesus had intentions to bring Zacchaeus into the family of God. And it was this day, this today, this time, this exact precise time that the Holy Spirit would prepare in Zacchaeus for. This is how God works. He draws us to a moment, to a place, to a time, just like Zacchaeus, when Jesus is close and passes by. Zacchaeus was a wise man in this, that he caught hold of this opportunity. We need to catch those moments too. No matter what our spiritual strength or weakness is, when Jesus passes by, we need to be able, willing, and desiring to be where he is. To abide with him. To allow him to abide in our house, in our soul. Not just in our earthly house, but within our hearts. And Zacchaeus caught this moment. Isaiah said, call upon the Lord when he is near. And Jesus was very near. Perhaps Jesus is near to you today. And he's calling you to something. Something outside of your comfort zone. Something outside of the place where you're at. To do something different with your life. To do something different with your day. To do something different with your moments. Zacchaeus caught a hold of that moment. His joy was overwhelming. His expectations had been far exceeded. There it was. Jesus, the one who he sought just to see, invited himself over to the house to spend some time was Zacchaeus. said he came down with haste and he received Jesus joyfully into his earthly, physical house. Well, seeing this, everybody in town thought, why didn't Jesus invite me to his, over to himself, over to my house? Why is he going to the place of a sinner? They weren't ready to receive Jesus. And Zacchaeus was ready to hear the message salvation, to be closer to Christ and to learn something more about the true word of God. But they murmured, they said there's a man who's a sinner. You know, it was no surprise to anybody that Jesus would say he came to seek and save that which was lost. Because if he was seeking Zacchaeus, he was seeking the greatest of sinners in town. Like Paul said, he was murdering Christians. Zacchaeus was extorting from everyone he could. Everyone hated this man. Everyone knew his sinful actions. And so, it was great deviation from God's mind in their minds that Jesus would go to be with the sinner. Sometime in that meeting with the Lord in his house, 
Zacchaeus stood up. It wasn't immediately, because I think there was a time in which Jesus had a chance to converse with Zacchaeus and put his finger on Zacchaeus' life and illuminate to Zacchaeus how far he was from God and how he needed to repent. Zacchaeus began, his conversion began right in this meeting with Jesus. Something in his heart changed and he stood up and he said to the Lord, Lord, I make a promise. From now on, I'm going to restore everything that I had to the poor. I'm going to give half my goods to the poor, whether I know that I stole from them or not. And he says, where I know that I stole from someone, I'm going to restore fourfold. That statement about fourfold is a direct acknowledgement of a sin of theft. In Exodus 22, the law commanded that when you stole something, you paid it back fourfold, precisely. Knowing something about the law, Zacchaeus acknowledged his theft, his sin, and he repented. He said, I'm going to make it right from here going forward. My big sin, my big sin is greed, avarice, theft. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to do something different. You know, we're starting next week on the pre-Lenten period of four weeks. And so Zacchaeus is put before us as a model of how we're going to have to repent if we're going to have Jesus in our house, our spiritual house. See, he didn't just turn from his sin in some sort of fruitless remorse, weeping over his sins. He did something positive. He put the opposite virtue of his sin into effect. To expiate his sins, he went forth with generosity. You see, repentance isn't just saying, I'm sorry for my sins. It's changing from the way that we walked and putting those sins aside with precisely the opposite virtue. If we're plagued by lust, we go to chastity. If we're pegged by theft, we go to generosity. And so it is that God has a design that repentance is a turning from sin to God. And so that's what Zacchaeus did that day. Jesus said to him at that very moment, today, Today, salvation's come to your house. And now you're a son of Abraham. You weren't a son of Abraham before, even though you might have been Jewish. You weren't in the line of Abraham spiritually until you repent. And now you are a son of Abraham, which means you're my son. What a beautiful thought. This man who was the chief of sinners, who wronged everyone, including God, was able to be saved in a moment and converted and changed in his heart to become a son of God. What a beautiful thought. Jesus is like this. He goes beyond our expectations. Zacchaeus had very little expectation. His expectation was he'd see Jesus just like everybody else. Instead of just seeing Jesus, though, Jesus took his willingness and his openness to the Holy Spirit's call, to that day, that time when Jesus was close, to save him. Well, Jesus said, you're a son of Abraham now. And he says, in closing, he says, for the Son of Man, to sum up the whole story, has come to seek and to save that which was lost. I think 
we too little value the beauty of Christ, the beauty of holiness, the call of Christianity that Paul gave to Timothy, to be an example of faith, to live in a place where people around you love, where they're pure, where they're generous, where they're kind, where they care, where they see the needs around them and they meet them. The world today is very lost and getting more lost. I think sometimes as Orthodox Christians, we don't hear that word resonating in our souls, not lost. How terrible it is. The world today is moving towards this incredible unity that's prophesied in the scripture, right? But it's a unity not under God, where God is the center, and where purity and where love, chastity, and goodness are at the center of the society, but a world where God is cast out. Make no mistake, that's the war that's going on right now in Russia, in Ukraine, throughout the world, in your heart. It's the war about who's going to be at the center of your life. Is it going to be God, or is it going to be the world's view of things and the devil's? So sad. Zacchaeus was lost, but the good news is that Jesus was seeking the lost. He was seeking not just to find them, but to save them and to put them in a place where they could enjoy the beauty of God, the beauty of holiness. Seeking and saving are God's actions. God's seeking. He's looking. He's looking for you. He's looking for your friends. He's looking for your family. He's looking for everybody that you touch. And the Holy Spirit's calling. But sometimes God calls especially loudly, as he did to Zacchaeus that day when Zacchaeus was in the sycamore tree. What a beautiful sight of a guy who's a tax collector, a vicious, mean, mean, cutthroat, nasty, rich, sinful man. And Jesus called him down and said, today I'm going to dwell in your house, in your soul. Jesus wants to do that with all of us. It's wonderful. It's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful how much Jesus loves us and cares for us. He left heaven to be crucified, showing you how much he loves you. He was killed to fulfill his purpose, to seek and save that which was lost. Today, God's passing by us. Maybe he's very close. Hear his voice. Be like Zacchaeus. Be joyful. Receive him. And be blessed by him. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.